This is Photo BizX, episode number 401, and today's special guest was voted one of the Netherlands' best wedding photographers three years running, and in today's episode, he is sharing the things he's had to do to not only survive, but thrive with his photography business during the pandemic. And yes, it does involve moving away from solely focusing on wedding photography. I'm talking about Damon Pileman, and that interview's coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast-track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Another exciting interview for me to share with you because this one is so relevant to us right now. And although we've heard from other photographers in the past about making that transition from wedding to portrait photography, Damon is taking a different approach. He's doing it for different reasons, mainly because he's had to, because he's just been unable to photograph weddings. So in this interview, he's sharing exactly how he's making Well, I won't say the transition, but he's adding portraits and commercial work to his photography business, how he's going about making those bookings. And you'll hear it's a very forthright and direct way of attracting bookings. I think you're going to love it. Following the interview with Damon, I've got an update from the Coaching Diaries episodes with Nick Buttigieg. He has got some exciting and great news to share in his audio update. So stick around for that after the interview with Damon. And if you didn't catch last week's episode with Dana Arnold, I'd love you to go back and check that one out. Dana is a military wife. She has a wedding photography business in the States. She moves from location to location around the country and is continually having to restart her business from scratch. Well, almost from scratch. From scratch in a new location. She still carries across her website. But in that interview, she shared exactly how she makes those changes to her website her networking techniques that start before she makes the move and how she hits the ground running when she arrives in her new location. Now, interestingly, the feedback has been a little bit mixed in regards to that interview with Dana. So again, I would love to hear your feedback. I've heard some really great positive things said about the interview and some not so much. But anyway, you be the judge. You decide. But either way, I'm sure you'll get a ton from what Dana has to share or had to share (laughs) in last week's episode. All right, let's get into this interview with Damon. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. Oh, just before we jump into that interview with Damon, if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. All that means is you are going to get a great first half of this interview, but I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. And that's the the part of the interview where we go deeper into Damon's actual marketing techniques, what he's doing to get the bookings. So I am saving that for premium members only. I just want to give you a heads up. If you do love what Damon is sharing in the first half of this interview and you want to hear exactly how he's getting these bookings in full detail, you can check it all out for as little as $1.00 with a 30-day trial membership. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash try to check that out. You can get the full interview today with Damon. You can get access to the full back catalogue. I'll add you to the members Facebook group and you can see exactly what you've been missing out on by listening to the free podcast episodes only. And I can promise you 
There is an absolute ton. If you don't believe me, stick around and listen to the review after the interview with Damon. Photobizx.com forward slash try if you do want to check out that trial membership. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest photographs weddings, portraits, families, and commercial work. And on his Instagram bio, it says that he's a visual storyteller who documents inspiring couples worldwide. His wedding photography was voted best in the Netherlands 2014, 15, and 16. He has countless awards. And if you take one look at the images that earned them, I promise you will be blown away. His work is fantastic. Now, it was his artist and painter father who taught him to carefully observe, but it was following the Foundation Workshop in 2013 where Ben Crisman and David Murray changed everything about wedding photography for him. I read it in an interview where he was asked, what's the stupidest thing you've ever agreed to do? And his reply was setting up a Groupon beat portrait package where after 500 sessions, I was ready to kill myself. <laughs> I'm talking about Damon Parliman, and I'm wrapped to have him with us now. Damon, welcome. Thank you so much. What a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Amazing. You, you have to tell us about this Groupon Beach portrait package. <laughs> when was this? And It sounds like it was successful. Well, it was successful of the amount of people that were <laughs> choosing for that package, but it was uh, 500. It's like really, really crazy. It was in the time that I was really at the low time of my career and I needed like really fast, a lot of jobs. And I think it was a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you said there were beach portrait packages. Now, I don't know a lot about the Netherlands, but I didn't know you've got beaches there. Yeah, we got beautiful white, sort of white beaches. And my office is at the beach, really close, like 10 minutes from the beach. So it was really, really easy. Like just, I will meet you at the beach. We do <laughs> 45 minutes of portraits and then you can get your files. It's like the shoot and burn. And that was one of my biggest mistakes. That shoot and burn is like not really smart to get a lot of reprints. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, if business was slow or you were just starting, I mean, would you do the same thing again? Well, I think I'm still, I'm really, after I got the teaching from Steve Saporito, I'm still, I still would do it, but I will, would hire people and would do a, a really different system of sell your pictures, never shoot and burn. And I would change it really totally. But now, now I think I could make a way, way better profit out of it than I did at that day. Right, right, okay. But you know, I've learned a lot from all those portraits. Sure, yeah, I bet you did. I mean, was it really 500? Yeah, I think at the end, 425 went, went ready in. Wow. Yeah. But I'm still using those, uh, those email addresses to send out like some uh, mailings for my new system of portraits. And it's, it's okay. <laughs> so when was this? Was this back in, in the early you know, 2010s? Yeah, it was 2010 and I was doing all sorts of works. Uh, I was doing portraits. I was doing a lot of weddings. But really like... It wasn't really paying really, really well. It was really like a terrible time. And I got fired by a really big fashion company where I did a lot of photography. So I was really like broke, broken. <laughs> I need to ask my wife to pay my rent for my studio office. That was really like painful time. So I need to take action. I thought Groupon was really a good one. <laughs> it was also when I went to the foundation workshop with Ben Chrisman and David Murray. Right. 
Hey, just hang on one second. So did you say you got fired from a company? What sort of company was it? Yeah, it was a big, big uh, fashion company. And we did like on a monthly basis, a lot of photography assignments. And they really didn't like my photography. <laughs> and it was like 30,000 euros for me. And we did like one month, a two months work, but they really didn't like my quality of work. And they just fired me. So I lost a big amount of sales. <laughs> Wow. So how did you feel as a photographer when you get fired and you lose thirty thousand dollars or thirty thousand euros worth of work? How did you feel? Yeah, I just I just moved into my new office and it was really like sort of panic. I was really stressful, I couldn't sleep, and it was really like, oh my god, how how can I pay the pay the bills of my rent? And that was really tough. But I just went into my <laughs> one night I went outside and, and <laughs> because I couldn't sleep. And I was just thinking about what is really what I really love. And that was weddings, uh, but not all the weddings, but there were typical weddings that I really love. And I thought, just go for those sort of weddings. And then I decided to do only weddings at a time. And of course, the group on. <laughs> <laughs> but just let me take you back again to when you got yeah. fired from that, that fashion job. Yeah. Did you start to question your own photography? Did you start to question your ability as a photographer? Yeah, I absolutely did. And I really looked at myself and then I was doing so much things like uh, on Monday we had a portrait shoot and on Tuesday we did a fashion shoot and Wednesday we had a wedding and Thursday we had to go for passport pictures. And, and then I thought, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm doing way too much things with just 50% of my interest, of my focus. So I really need to refocus. And that's why I, I choose to focus just on the things that I loved. <laughs> right. And did you feel like you had to change the style of your photography because the fashion place didn't like your work? Yeah, but I didn't like those those jobs because I was just doing it for the money and I, was do- I wasn't doing it with my heart. And I saw when I was doing a portrait shoot on the beach with a family, a sort of journalistic style or a wedding journalistic with happy couple then my heart will sing and it will, I will, I will become into a sort of flow. <laughs> nice. And you mentioned the foundation workshop and I did too in the intro with Ben Crisman and David Murray. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a, a $10,000 workshop, isn't it? Like that's a super expensive workshop. Yeah, it was crazy. I booked that foundation workshop and then I got fired. So I really like my wife told me, what the heck, you need to cancel that workshop. You're crazy. We need that, that 5,000 euros. We need to pay. <laughs> but my wife is really like not that stressed. And, and we talked about it and I says, this could be life changing. Everybody's talking about it. I really need to do it. <laughs> and it sounds like it really was for you. It was, I, I think there are two workshops or three, two big workshops that changed my life so much. And that's absolutely Foundation Workshop and the Teacher Bank Christman with David Murray. They opened my eyes to see stories in a story, to see little things about the people that are really strong. And I really got really strong, attracted to all those moments and stories. So when you came back from that workshop, because I know that when any of us go to a workshop, we usually come back, we're enthusiastic, we're inspired. Yeah. But then, you know, then work starts again and life gets in the way and then you sort of forget everything you learned. Yeah. Did you find that happened for you? No, I'm really like a sort of crazy guy that with a little bit HDHD, I think. And I went really, the, I had a wedding two days after the workshop and I just went in foundation way into that wedding. The wedding couple got a little bit scared because they asked me, do you also have some 
light picture, some normal pictures. <laughs> and did you? Did you? Oh, I need to, uh, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But the fun thing is that I found out that if you do it really fast after a workshop, you will relearn again yourself. So you will lose after a week 80% of your educations. So in a week, so you need to do like if you workshop next day, you have to do a little part of what you just have learned. Right. And for you, you went to an actual wedding and practiced there. Yeah. And the luck thing was that I had the Groupon portrait shoots. We had 65 weddings. So we had a lot of three weddings in a week of practice. Wow. So if I was to go and look at your portfolio before you did foundation and then, you know, a period after it, will I see a definite difference? Yeah, it is. It is. It's really like slowing down the brain, waiting way more on photos, but also getting more in love with your couples, really understand them a little bit more and see those little things that really, really are so beautiful. And before I was just looking at the portrait, fashion portrait of them, and I was doing the trick over and over and over, and I was copying myself with those pictures. So, okay, so you were shooting more in a fashion style that the same shots for every couple, every wedding, and then after foundation, yeah. you started to look more at the stories of the couple. Yeah, it, normally I was shooting like 1,000 photos on a wedding, and now I came back with 10,000 of photos. So hang on, so you used to shoot 1,000, and now you shoot 10,000. Yeah, on one wedding. I brought it a little bit back the last two years. I brought it a little bit back to seven, 8,000 photos on a wedding. But for me, it's like I need to have warming up pictures. Like <laughs> I need to start up. I need to like a like an old truck. I need to warm up. And then and I need to shoot more into the moment. That's for me really, really a life-changing thing. Right. Now, I don't know exactly where this interview is going to go yet, but what I want to do is I want to fast forward to today. I know, you know we've got coronavirus in the world. I'm guessing you're not shooting destination weddings. And it looks like you're shooting more portraits now and commercial work as well as weddings. So can you talk about your business as it is right now? Yeah, absolutely. And the introduction was really what we were just were talking about. It's really perfect because if you look at, at March, April here in Holland, we had that strong lockdown like everybody else. Everybody had the COVID problem. Everybody still had the COVID problem, I think. But it was in March, it was my low time every again, like I had 10 years ago. Yeah? So I had again, like uh, I was not, I was broke. Well, we were counting, we were losing like 100,000 of euros in March of work, what we're going to do for, for this year. So all the weddings were postponed, cancellations were there, and we had workshops where we needed to cancel, conferences where I needed to talk, it's also canceled. So, so I had, again, like 10 years ago, that low time, <laughs> again, at the same time. So what we did is went back to... Ben Christman, and to my inspiration, and I asked Ben Christman, I've seen that you're doing way more portraits than weddings. And then he told me, "Let's, you really need to talk with a guy in your beautiful country, Australia. It's Steve Saparito. I don't know if it's Saparito or... Yeah. It's Saparito. <laughs> But it's, uh, I went to his uh, website and I watched all those videos of him. And now my business is not only weddings, but way more portraits. Right. So are you currently able to photograph portraits in Holland? Yeah. It's like you're allowed to shoot two, three people. And uh, if there are children, they are not counted like people. They are like <laughs> two adults are allowed to shoot like three people together. So I can do still family shoots. 
And we have those upside downs in our lockdown. So then we have an intelligence lockdown. So only the restaurants are closed. And then they shut down all the shops again. And then they're back like uh, for a little lockdown. So uh, yeah, I think I, I, do, I did a lot of photos. Also pets. I did a lot of pets, photography dogs. <laughs> right. So is this uh, studio type photography or is this back at the beach on location? Well, in the, in the summer, I went a lot of shooting at the beach. They was allowed to do outdoor photography. So in the summer, I did July and August, I did a lot of portrait shoots on the beach. But I, I kept moving back in our studio because we have a little, uh, we have two offices here in our little village. And one office is now a portrait studio. Right, okay. So can you give me an idea, Damon, of, of what kind of sales you're doing, you know, for these pet photography sessions, for the family sessions? Are they the same kind of sales? Yeah, it's like really like it's sometimes way better than I earn with a wedding. So it's like it's really it's it's a really different approach than I did years ago. But it's if you give them a good experience and we really listen good to the to the people, the, the sales of a, of a pet, of a child, or a family could be totally the same. Sometimes we're talking about two thousand euros, three thousand euros. Last we had a 10 k sales. Wow, or twelve k. Sorry, twelve k. <laughs> They upgraded the little thing, and it was, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Still, I'm really texting my wife every sales that I say, I've got another crazy sale. Or crazy. It's like, <laughs> I really feel, I feel okay with it. I really feel okay. And they are really thankful. They also thank me <laughs> for this sales. Wow. And it's, uh, yeah, yesterday we had a, a dog, but we need to understand the dog is for those people and child. It's so important. And if you really get to understand them, why and what they really love about the dog, it's really, really great to make something beautiful for them. And they put big wall arts on the wall. Wow, I love it. I love it. So on average, what do you think? Two and a half thousand euro average or 2,000 euro? Yeah, well, I'm just doing this like four or five months. So it's really going upside down. And sometimes we have a seal of 500 and now last week is really like 12 and 5. I think we can talk about the 2,000 euro range. That's like nominal what we are doing. Right. Yeah. So when someone spends like last week, if someone spends 500 euro, are you walking away upset <laughs> or is that okay? No, 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 no. Really, I see it as a learning moment that I just, uh, I'm going back to the calls that we had with the couple. I'm just looking back at the thing, what, what we have talked about. And it's, I'm learning from my mistakes. And I really need to work, uh, learn better on my calls and on everything. Um, if they go out the door with 500 euros, I'm still really thankful. I really thank them a lot and wishing them a beautiful day. And you just pretend that they also are really paid a lot. It's, it could be a lot for them. Sure, sure. No, I totally get that. So, okay, let me take you back. So you get on the phone with Ben Crisman and you know and you see that he's doing lots of portraits. He tells you how good they are. Yeah. And I know you went to Steve's website, you watched his videos. What did you actually do next? Did you upgrade your website? Did you start running ads? Like, How did you start to bring in portrait sessions? Yeah, well, I was really looking at, at the time when we had zero weddings, I was just checking what do I still have? And the luck is that I'm doing this for over 20 years. I have a lot of clients and I have a lot of contacts. So I was just taking the phone and I'm just starting calling them 
with, uh, with how are you doing? We did your wedding five years ago. We got something new and we would love to shoot your photography, do some photography of your new family. And then they're talking about children and I'm talking about how excited I am about the new products. And that thing kept rolling. And what I also did, I sent out gift uh, certificates or vouchers to old wedding couples and uh, and also, that gave me also a reason to call them. Did you receive my voucher? <laughs> right, okay. Let me stop you here because this sounds so scary, Damon. Yeah. You actually personally, it was you, you picked up the phone and started contacting your past wedding clients and telling them about yeah. portraits. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like, I don't know what it is, but I think everybody has that hesitation to get on the phone and to be just calling and all those voices in your head are going like they think you are crazy or they think you're <laughs> you're pathetic or they are, you are really in big problems that's why you are calling us you need our money and it's so totally what not was happening at the calls i was really like the phone calls were great because we were friends on the wedding and we are still really connected together and we had really great chats and we had great times and in the beginning we didn't have Amazing sales, some 500 euros was great. A thousand was really like amazing. And but I start learning, and it really it makes me really like so feel so good just to get on the phone. Wow. So when you first jump on the phone, you say, Hi, it's Damon Parliament here. I photographed your wedding a few years ago. Yeah. And then what do you start talking about the wedding? Yeah, or how are you going now? What are you doing now? Or how is your life? And you have children? Or you just need to throw out a few little things that you just call, hi, this is Damon, and I'm just calling you. We did your wedding. It was so amazing. How are you doing? Or what are you doing with the time now that you are together in the lockdown? What's the gift of time, would Steve say? (laughs) And I always pushed it to a positive call. And they were really talking, we just have a new dog. And I was just talking about, oh, the dog need a picture. Let's do a dog. What's his name? And that really went automatically. Right, okay. And do you start talking about wall art or prices or products on that phone call? Yeah. Most of the part is that you need to listen to the call. And you need to listen and just make them excited about, the, for example, the portrait shoot on the beach or about to shoot about the little children. And then at the end of the talk, I always talk about what would you like to do with your pictures? And that gave me also a big opportunity to ask, what have you done with your wedding pictures five years ago? And many of them told me we have done zero with those pictures. It's somewhere on our hard drive. And then I could push in, we have a new product. We have wall art. We can make beautiful wall art from your wedding pictures. And of course, of the new dog. Wow. Okay. And did you have to learn how to not feel uncomfortable doing this or did it feel okay? Did it feel natural right from the start? Yeah. It's like the whole talk, it's really like I'm an easy talker with being nice and excited. It's really, I'm really positive. I really see the positive things in life really much. But when, when I come to dropping the price, then I feel uncomfortable, not anymore. But at that moment, I really need to ask Steve over and over. And I really need to learn to value myself way more than I did. Then also that we're really doing something beautiful for them. That we can put a wall on the wall that it's, it's also a present for them. 
It's so important. Yeah, because people are going to a holiday and they pay around the 5,000 euros, 8,000 euros for a holiday. And they go back. They have, if they are lucky, they have some pictures of the holiday. But, that's, but it's gone. And the thing we can make is something really tangible that hangs on the wall for years. And that's a lesson that I really learn by every day that it's something tangible that stay in the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. So, and it's your wife, Eva. She photographs as well, doesn't she? No, Eva is my colleague. My wife is a graphic designer. She helps us with designing the albums, but Eva is my buddy on the weddings. <laughs> oh, okay. So does anyone else photograph the portraits in the business or is that just you? Well, at the moment, I'm only doing uh, the portraits. Eva will do some boudoir next month. And also we have Hermans, uh, who can also do the portrait. Most of them I'm doing by myself, but it's really so busy at the moment that I really need to attract more photographers who can help me out with portraits. Wow. Okay. So with Ava or Hermand, do they make these calls too? No, no. Most of them, I'm calling them. I'm calling them. And if Ava doing the boudoir, she's doing a third call with them or a second call with them. But the first, we call that the excitement call to introduce ourselves and to learn more about if we are a good fit for each other, of course. That's mostly done by me because I'm really so in, in the lessons of Steve and I really need to coach them how to do the calls. Okay, got it. And then when you make these calls, Damon, is there some couples that you know you photographed who you probably loved when you did their wedding? Are there some of those couples that you just don't connect with and you don't book a session with? Well, it really was surprising. It happened with the couples that I didn't connect with really well, but I still send them a voucher are one of our best couples at the moment now. Oh, <laughs> wow. Ordering. Because now I recognize their troubles and or the frustrations. And I was at the moment a wedding photographer that didn't listen at their frustrations. But now I really understand them and recognize them, what sort of types they are, and really listen to them way, way better. That was my problem. I was a really bad listener at that time. What do you mean by their frustrations? And you, what didn't you listen to? Yeah, well, I think the biggest frustration was they were doing a big wedding with a lot of money and they were so stressed about the schedules and nothing was perfect, but the biggest problem, nobody was listening to them. And they were so much in their, how do you call it, not in an emotional way of thinking, but they were way more into those, many wedding couples are in those way of thinking about scheduling, scheduling, planning, 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 but you need to pull them off of the planning had, you need to put them in the emotional uh, way of thinking. Why are you getting married to each other? What do you really love about each other? And what are you looking really, really forward to? I wish I did that way, way better at that time. So with that same couple who you didn't do that for at their wedding, you can do that now for their portrait session and they're actually spending a lot more because of that. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Sometimes I'm writing to Steve, it's like, it can't be this easy. It's can't, be, it's can't be. I just need to call both of them, uh, the husband and the wife. And I also need to call the best friends and the parents. And if you do that and you listen to them, your sales goes unbelievable because now they listen. You really know to what they really like. Shooting things are making it way easier and sales goes up. And it's, you don't need to be scared about dropping a price if you are really bounded together with emotional and then it's a thousand euros for something on the wall, really a no-brainer anymore. So when you talk about calling the parents and calling the best friend, that's for a wedding now, isn't it? That's not for a portrait session. 
Yeah, well, we did a lot of portrait shooting and also with grandpa and grandma. So I also call them. So I call everybody then. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, you actually talk to their friends for even though you're photographing a portrait session or not? Yeah, for boudoir, you can call like the best friend of the girl that's going to do the boudoir. You can call the best friend if you can't get rich on the husband. So you can do that. But we did a lot of portrait shoots with like big families with grandpa and two uh, smaller families into one session. So I called like eight people or six, six people. Yeah. So in Holland, where you live, if you were to call the grandfather and talk to him about the photo shoot for the family, does he think that's strange or is he happy to open up and talk with you in Holland? Yeah. For example, we had a, we had a famous major, mayor, mayor here, who was, was the grandpa. And the daughter who hired us told me, well, he is always busy. He will not talk with you. He just wants some portraits. He's not in, in, into photography. And, uh, well, I, I can give you the phone, but he probably will not have time. But I, the opposite thing happened. I called him and he was so, so, so happy that I listened to him. And he, he was so happy to talk about his children. And he explained to me what he really loved about every child, about his daughters, about the relations between them. He was so he was, a, he was a great talker. So I just make, make notes like we do with weddings. We also go to a wedding with notes. And now I go to portrait shoot with those notes. And yeah, the, the mayor bought beautiful wall arts because he was so happy that I took the photos that he really, really liked. Wow. So can you give me and the listener an example of one thing that the mayor said to you that you were able to use in the photo session? Um. Uh, well, he was talking about the connection between every different family. That was so beautiful. He was explaining this family is really, really, really like they are really ADHD. They really uh, they jump and they they will run and they will do crazy with the kids in the water. And uh, they are really like energy. This is a sporty family. And the other family is really like beauty family. They like beautiful portraits. They like to sit in the sand, the beautiful backlight and... And they are really like really slowing, slower couple. I recall that slower, a little bit softer couple than the other one. So I was showing photos of the sporty family. <laughs> I was showing beautiful, softer photos of the other family that really showed the connection, how they are uh, working with, how they are doing things with a child. Right. So you created the photos that he saw in his head of those families. Yeah, and then everything fell like a puzzle altogether, like foundation workshop. We were talking about storytelling, and I was just doing small little storytelling of the family that's really sporty and a little storytelling of the other family that's really, like, romantic more. And then you can sell different things to this mayor. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Damon, can you tell us about the gift vouchers that you sent out? So these went to your past wedding and portrait clients or only your past wedding clients? Yeah, I started with my wedding couples, every wedding couple of uh, three years ago, four years, five years ago. So I did first three years to start out, and then I just started to call them. Those were like 80 calls, and those came in like about 10 of them, or 15 came in. And then I went back like four, five, six years ago, and then I'm already too busy to do longer ago wedding couples. <laughs> wow. So what was the gift voucher? Was it for a free sitting fee, a free session, or was it a discount? Premium members of Photobiz Exposed hear more 
of the best photography business strategies from every guest. How long did it take you, Damon, for this to become like to feel like it was part of your life? Did it take a year, three weeks, two months? I think everything is like 90 minutes. You need to push to 90 minutes. Most of the time they say 60 days, but I think if you push it to 90 days, it will be a natural thing. It's like it's going to be a habit. Now it's a habit. And in the beginning, you need to push it. If you, if you get, get to push it to a habit, it's really easy. The same with meditation. It takes me like 14 days or 10 days to have a habit with meditation. Right. It's the 525 it's like you need to push it to 60 days or 90 days. You can find a book about it. It's the 5 a.m. club. It's a book. But it's beautiful and it explained it really in a storytelling way about why it's so great to wake up at 5. I do 5.25, but it's uh, and what you need to do at that time. <laughs> okay, I'm going to link to that in the show notes. Damon, like, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Where is the best place for the listener to see more of your work, to learn about you, to follow you? Where do we go? Yeah, well, I'm, of course, on the Instagram. I'm on the Facebook with the name Studio Damon. Uh, please uh, like me, send me messages if you are got inspired or you want to know more about it. People can find me on the website, studiodamon.com. Yeah, please feel free if you have an email. Normally, we are doing coaching, but this year is really busy, so we are going to do uh, coaching next month, uh, next year probably, but I need to figure it out. And that's, yeah, the normal way people can keep in touch with me. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. So, Dame, what I'll do, I'll add links to all those in the show notes. I'll get you added into the members' Facebook group once this goes live. Yeah, no. And again, like I said in the intro, mate, your your work is absolutely fantastic. And I love the way you've transitioned and what you've shared with us today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. It was great talking with you, Andrew. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Damon as much as I did. Damon, if you're listening, again, mate, thank you so much for coming on, sharing everything you did. I hope I hope things are starting to improve in regards to the wedding photography side of your business, but it sounds like you have got all bases covered nonetheless. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Damon had to share. Was there something that he did share that you thought, yes, absolutely, I can use this and implement it in my business right now? If there is, I'd love to hear about it. Leave a comment in the comments area of the show notes. And this week, you can find them at photobizx.com forward slash 401. The comments area are at the very bottom of the show notes. And in those same show notes, I've got links to anything and everything that Damon mentioned. I've got examples of his amazing work plus links to his social media accounts it's all there in that one spot and of course if you are a premium member i'll be adding damon into the members facebook group so you'll have easy access in there whether you have a follow-up question you want to say thanks for coming on the show if you want to ask something that i didn't ask whatever it is you'll have easy access to damon there in the group I've got one big shout out for today's episode that I want to share with you before we get into the audio update, the audio diary update from Nick Buttigieg. And this this shout out goes to RG West from the United States. Now, whoever you are, RG West, you have to let me know because I want to add a link to your website to, to say a proper thanks, to give you some SEO juice for want of a better term to show my appreciation for the, the fantastic review that you left. Uh, it really does mean a lot. Let me share with you what RG West said 
in their five-star rating and review in iTunes. They started with the title of this post, comment, review. The very best podcast if you're looking to explore options for growing your photography business. And they go on to say, what differentiates this podcast from nearly all other photo business podcasts is its diversity of photo professionals. I've been to too many conferences where the business advice is either to enter a boutique market for the wealthy or shoot volume gigs for everyone else. Guests on most of the photography podcasts are the rare, extremely successful photographers, which is why they're on and why we'll never likely achieve their wealth and celebrity. PhotobizX is for the rest of us, for those of us who aren't looking to hear keynote speakers at conferences brag about their destination wedding jobs and celebrity portraits. Guests range greatly in their level of business savvy and path to their own versions of success. You'll easily find people who you identify with. And not every guest is promoting the questionable ethics of high-pressure print sales and quite literally conning people into purchasing more than they need. Many are transitioning from enthusiast to part-time or full-time pro and share their personal, professional, financial, and motivational challenges they seek to overcome. So RG West goes on to say some other lovely things. I'm not going to go on anymore. I just want to, again, say massive thanks to you, RG West, and please let me know exactly who you are. And if you're listening to the free version of the podcast, <laughs> what better reason do you need to become a premium member? And what RG has said is exactly right. And I mean, my focus for the podcast is to get guests on that you can identify with that are actually in the trenches doing what we're doing, doing what you're doing, and to get the kind of information that you can implement into your business and take it forward, you know, without having to aim at becoming a celebrity photographer or destination wedding shooter that's known all around the world. And yes, that is totally fine. Have that as an aspiration, but you certainly do not need to be in that position to be a successful photographer and have a profitable photography business. And if you want proof of that, check out the back catalogue. There are tons of interviews with people, photographers exactly like you, who have created massively successful businesses without having 50 or 100,000 followers on Instagram. They're not the latest and greatest on TikTok. They don't have a 50,000 strong email list, and they're not speaking at conferences all around the world. And yes, I do feature all those photographers as well, but you don't need to be any of that to be successful. Alrighty, let's hear from Nick Buttigieg. He is the wedding and portrait photographer based in Western Australia. He's been coached by photography business and mindset coach Joel Dunn. And if you're unfamiliar with Nick, get back and have a listen to his full interview. He's also had a couple of audio updates in interviews or episodes since that initial interview. And if you need any, any inspiration on creating a successful photography business, I think you're going to love what Nick has to share here. Hey, it's Nick here from Nick Buttergig Photography. I just wanted to give you my second update for the coaching diaries. Uh, my last one was about two weeks ago. So since then, I've actually taken the plunge and I've resigned from my job. So I'll be finishing up at the end of February, which is uh, really exciting. It looks like I'm pretty booked up for March and April. I'm looking at doing around 10 shoots a month, portrait sessions and a few weddings here and there. So a few more bookings in March and April will be great. I'll be looking at potentially running another marketing campaign soon aimed at mums and sons. So I resigned from my job on a Friday a couple of weeks ago 
and I did two in-person sales on the Sunday. My first one was just over $3,000 and the second one was just a little bit under $7,000. So it was around a $10,000 day actually, so it gave me a bit of confidence after resigning my job. I wasn't too sure. I was like, oh, is this the right thing to do? But um, it's given me a lot more confidence moving forward. So all up this year, since I've started doing in-person sales and portrait photography, I've had six um, six sessions and six sales. One was a no sale and my average is just over $3,600. Yeah, so feeling really happy continuing on with Joel. Just feeling mentally set going forward. Um, there's been a few little doubts creeping in, but working with Joel, it's been good to sort of quell those doubts and get the confidence back. So looking forward to keeping you updated and speak to you soon. Bye. Hey, Nick, massive congrats to you. How exciting. I am. I'm wrapped that you were able to share the news with us. And uh, yeah, totally stoked for you, mate. It's uh, yeah, an exciting year ahead. I'm looking forward to hearing more updates. I'm sure the listener is as well. So please keep us posted on how things are progressing throughout the year. And again, massive, massive congrats to you, mate. That's so good. Alrighty, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you've got a ton from it. Looking forward to chatting to you in the members Facebook group if you are a premium member. If you're not, you absolutely should be. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash try if you want to check out the premium membership for as little as $1 for a 30-day trial membership. And you can come and join me and the other members in the members Facebook group. Otherwise, or other than that, have a fantastic week. Stay safe, healthy, and well, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 